When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello, home viewers and listeners. Welcome to another special mini-sode of Shocking Lurid Tawdry, A History of American Scandals. I'm Mark Pikert. And I'm Casey Howe. And as per usual, we're keeping you on your toes. Oh, are they coming back this week? Are they not? America <laughs> dying to know. And guys, they are. we said that we would be, and we kept our word for once. That's true. I can't remember if we said we were going to do one last week. No, we said every other week. No. We committed to every other we, for this one. Yeah, but then we did two in a row. because <laughs> That's right. Uh, but we're back. Whatever. We're back. We're back. We're episodes here. seven and eight, which seven means that eight. we only have two left. Correct. Yeah. We only have two episodes left. And well, I'm glad we uh, did that single episode because then otherwise we would be like, wouldn't we be off or something like that? We would have had to let three. It would have been very awkward. So anyway. If there's one thing I've learned about impeachment, it's that there's no place for awkwardness in pop culture. <laughs> that message has come across very clearly. Very clearly. Much but a lot like happened in me. these last two episodes. Like they were just, they were just like, they were saving it all up for a big hoorah at the end. So here's, here's what I have to say about episodes seven and eight, the assassination of Monica Lewinsky and stand by your man. Mm-hmm. This is the show that I wanted from the get. Yes. Yes. Well, good news is we are off Edie Falco watch. She has woken up from her deep, deep slumber and um, we learned why Bill never wakes her up. It only comes in while she's sleeping. Because once you take that top off, just pops right out of the bottle. <laughs> and you know Coming the thing hot. about the, the, thing, the, the, the thing about this show is if there's a heavy-handed metaphor like Hillary Clinton literally sleeping, <laughs> they're gonna go for it. <laughs> they really went for it. They did. They did. I mean, they're gonna ride that out. You know, we got so we got a little bit more of of Monica crying and um, the reveal to the public of the of the scandal story got leaked leaked on uh, Drudge Report. Oh, boy, did it! <sighs> did sure did, and um, and then you know, and then then Monica starts getting her shit together a little bit, and that's kind of what we see now. In episode eight, because we were going to bring in Hillary so hot and heavy, we had to completely forget about the other two female characters that we've been bringing along this whole time and have no Linda Tripp or Paula Jones in the whole thing because that would be too many women in an episode and it just would throw the whole balance off and the world would implode. So those storylines are gone. They're dead to me as far as I'm concerned or as far as the show is let on. They're gone. (laughs) And, you know, someone commented on YouTube, someone commented on YouTube and said, what the two of you seem to forget is that Paula Jones was a victim in all of this. And Bill Clinton is a villain. And maybe you would realize that if she were not a rural southerner. 
And to that, I would like to say, uh, when we're doing these and we're talking about these very real people, we right. are not talking about the very real people. We are talking about the portrayal of very real people in this scripted Correct. program. And Correct. yes, I would love to know the real Paula Jones. That Absolutely. is not what we are talking about. We are talking about right. the very stark depiction of Paula Jones in this sh in this series, right. showing her as kind of a dumb Southern woman. Yeah. Yep. Even and, in the deposition, like when he, she has to face him, you know, face to face, she runs out of the room. I'm like, maybe that happened, but can't she we, give her something? So, like, I, I liked that moment just because it really, because she was the one that things were done to and was not a willing participant. Fair point. Yep. And I, okay. I liked that moment because he denied ever even knowing her. Yeah, he went hard on that one, which is what he said. And but, that's what, I mean, to have your very existence denied in yeah. a deposition is appalling. And so that moment, I really felt for Paula Jones. And most of episode seven, the assassination of Monica Lewinsky, you really feel for Monica. You're yeah. all of her, everything that she has been doing in this series, sitting alone in an apartment, uh, obsessively thinking about this man, about their relationship. We have a reason for that in episode six, in episode seven. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That all comes to like, why is she doing this? Why is she so obsessed with him? And, and then, you know, we really get a glimpse into how the press treated her. And I think by taking the Clintons lead, they definitely were like, okay, how, this is how we're going to do that. But then you really do start to feel for Monica of like, and she, and she realizes she kind of comes to this realization of, of it's over. I'm done as a, as a human, you know, I'm, they're just going to tear me apart. And I think that, you know, her past coming back out, you got some, some more of that plot line. You got some more of like why she does what she does and how she acts that way and how she was just, um, just torn apart. So I think that that, that does come out in, in episode seven. And I thought they did, you know, they brought that out, which I thought made it, made all of her crying by herself alone worth it. Well, I don't know. It wasn't worth it because I think, I don't think this should have been 10 episodes. This feels like an yeah. eight episode series that they stretched yeah. the first half out to an almost unbearable extent. I agree. And yeah. the thing that I really loved about where, what they have done in these two episodes is uh, seeing Monica Lewinsky, the heartbreak of seeing Monica Lewinsky saying in 10 years, this will all be over. Yeah. Yeah, And knowing that that is not the case, that that will never be the case. And the this is one of my favorite things in any scripted program, and it's real life. But seeing this, the disparity between how Linda Tripp sees herself and how she is perceived in the media. She sees herself as a John Dean whistleblower. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. She and, thinks that she's doing right by the country. And, that and when she not... tells her kids, some people are going to call me names some people might call me a hero and there's this little glimmer of pride and ambition and excitement. And you just think, Oh God, you, you have a completely different sense of what is happening than the reality. Yeah. And I thought that that all came crashing down even though, but, but then again, she still doesn't quite see it, but it's, it does come crashing down in the SNL scene where they watch that. Scene. I mean, I remember that scene or that sketch and it was, it was just, Oh, I mean, 
it, it just, yeah. To, and then you get that from there, from her perspective. And I thought that was a really effective scene and you see that coming. And then, but even when she sits down with her daughter afterwards, she doesn't really, you know, she's kind of like, it's okay. They've, they've always made fun of me. I'll, I'm doing the right thing and I'm, I'm right in the long, in the long run and everyone will see it one day. And that's your, you're still kind of like, oh, Linda. <laughs> yeah. Linda, but no. But I thought it was a really so effective scene. That whole episode is so great about really digging into, we've seen them set up their own downfalls. And now we're seeing how much worse those downfalls were than they ever needed to be. Yeah. I mean, the Jay Leno writer's room. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. The producer in the television, whatever show it was, just rattling off all the things we're going to go through with Monica first. We're going to start, we're going to lead with yes. that camp. And we're going to da 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 I'm like, did... I mean, it was the 90s, I guess. But I mean, when are we going to have a reckoning about late night hosts in the 90s and yeah, all that's the nonsense true. that they did? The lives that were that were ruined by yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's very true. I think with um, you know, those those types of of uh that type of stand up is the power that those hosts hold and and how it gets wielded is is really powerful and Something to consider. We should, you know, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll tweet somebody. <laughs> so in episode, you, you will never get on Twitter. Don't lie. <laughs> and if you do get on Twitter, it sure as shit better be to talk yet. about our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand how Twitter works. I don't understand the Twitter world. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense not... to me. How do I find anything? We don't have time for this. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> but what, so what anyway. I loved about episode seven is you're seeing this, uh, the difference between um, their perception of themselves and how the public perceives them and yeah. the media perceives them. Yeah. And the, the very public uh, uh, downfall that yes. both of these women experienced. And yes. in episode eight, what we get is the very private downfall of what all of these accusations and allegations and charges represent for the Clintons' marriage and for Hillary Clinton. Because yes. like Hillary Clinton, dislike Hillary Clinton, uh, mm -hmm. she was made to look like an absolute fool. Yep. On the Today mm -hmm. Show over and over again because Bill Clinton never could Lied not tell her. her the truth. Yeah, yeah. And I think we saw this underlying, you know, I honestly wasn't sure what they were getting at when they kept sort of saying that Bill can't tell her and Bill, you know, she won't let me back down. She won't let me, you know, settle. And it's like, well, because you're lying to her. So she's like, why would we settle? They're just out to get us because you're not telling her the truth. So you're not giving her the information in order to say, all right, this is how we're going to deal with this. Here's what we're going to do. You know, so I think that that is something where they sort of threaded that through. And I wasn't sure where that was going to sort of come back out. But I think in episode eight, it comes back out where you're like, oh, okay. So you know, there's this break of trust and she does not, she does not handle it well. And I think it's a really good point. I mean, that, that was very private. That was not, you know, Hillary leave, you know, leaves Bill and goes to the Cape alone. You know, there was no headlines about that. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, well, and I so, think what, 
what we're finally getting is what I wanted from the get-go. Yeah. We're seeing how these four women were manipulated and abused in the press and abused in the court of public opinion. Yeah. Mostly because they were women. They are women. And Bill Clinton right. gets to smirk and play semantics games in his right. deposition. Yeah. Asking what the definition of is is. Yeah. Yeah. None and of these other women get that privilege. No. Yeah. No, that's very true. They, you know, they're sort of left to pick up the pieces and clean it up. You know, I thought that the, I thought the very last scene um, with Hillary where she picks up his coffee cup and then just puts it back down and she's like, not my fucking problem. And I was like, that's right. Stop cleaning up. And it was that sort of like, she's finally like, I'm not doing this shit anymore. Like, I'm just, well, I'm again. Out. Another heavy-handed metaphor from impeachment. She's no longer cleaning up Bill's messes. <laughs> That's right. Would have liked if there was like a little coffee ring or something on the bottom. And she's just like... I fully it. thought that they were going to show her inspecting the coffee ring and just getting so angry with Bill that he's <laughs> that he is mayhem and chaos. chaos. Ugh. That's right. That's right. No, I thought, I thought it was, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, we've been on Edie Falco watch because we're like, is she okay? <laughs> where is she? <laughs> she is the first lady. Like we should probably you know, get her in there. Then I was like, why did you cast Edie Falco if she's just going to be like, num, 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 num. but we learned in episode eight, we learned why they needed Edie Falco for that. So. Oh man. I mean, yeah. she, and again, uh, Mira Sorvino. Yes. Yes. So great. And mm -hmm. what would have happened if Monica's father hadn't caved when they dragged her in for fingerprinting and he had they kept Ginsburg as the attorney? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, you needed you needed another um, you definitely need a different counsel for that. You know, and I thought it was interesting when, you know, Ken Starr's team learned who it was and he said, great, let's make a deal. We can get this done now. And he's like, all I want to do is get it done, you know, and I think, um, you know, all I want to do is, you know, humiliate this huge group of people. But that but it's, you know, so let's not glorify Ken Starr and his decisions. But uh, but I Including think that, yeah team member Brett Kavanaugh, who really came into his own in episode eight. That's so true. Yeah, he's really getting after it. Yeah, he sure is. My gosh. I love that we kept him yeah. in there. It's just real, real subtle. Real subtle. No Jake Tapper, but we're keeping Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> we're not done with him yet. Bring him back. Uh, so yeah. I, I don't know if you remember this vividly. I do remember it vividly because I was in Texas as a child and listening to country radio. And when Hillary Clinton in that press conference said, I'm not some little woman standing by her man mm -hmm. like Tammy Wynette. And Tammy Wynette was furious. Yeah, she's really pissed. Furious. And they didn't talk about it in the show. I, I might have made this up in my mind. I can't say. Okay. But my vivid recollection is Tammy Wynette said, I also sing D-I-V-O-R-C-E. <laughs> fair, Tammy. That's fair. It's a good point. Which is so fair. she so Does she basically Tammy... so so her so she wasn't upset because like someone had used her line. She was upset that Hillary was alluding that like she was just like that Tammy was just like sticking by her man. Not yes. <laughs> 
Yes. I think she was she using was... the song as a metaphor, Tammy. I don't think she no, was coming after that, you. <laughs> that comment gets a lot less press than I could just be a little woman with my teas and yeah. cake or cookies and tea. Yeah. Uh, but those two things, uh, almost back to back, it was mm-hmm. the same campaign. Mm-hmm. But those two things cemented Hillary's reputation in the press and in pu- public opinion as yeah. someone who's snobbish and elitist and yep. ambitious and calculating. Yep. And I, both of those comments to me, having seen the interviews, have always read as an off-the-cuff joke yeah. that just didn't land. Yeah. I think, well, I mean... <laughs> I mean, she just, I don't think she has much of, like, I think she has a very, very dry, dark sense of humor, which I appreciate. But I think in public settings, it doesn't come, like, you can't do, like, if you're a politician, you can't, like, make jokes about, like, death and chaos. And, like, you no. you can't, you can't do that. It doesn't play as well. So, like, she tries to make like those jokes like i'm thinking of even like pokemon go to the polls i'm like hillary so she just she doesn't she's not good at that like quick banter but i also think her lines like for someone like me i was like yeah i thought that was a hell of a good line i'm not just standing by my man like tammy wine i was like yeah girl get it (laughs) nope nope cost her the heartland every time but, you know, Bill also reminded her that she's just no fun at that horrible dinner at oh Vince Foster's. Oh, my God. That was, like, that timing, which I was like, oh, my God. That is, that is from a performance standpoint, that line delivery from Clive Owen was amazing. Because you time it just off and you miss yeah. the point where he's not saying she's a good student. He's calling her not fun because of the timing. And he didn't mean it, but that's what he said. And you're just like, oh, oh no. Oh no. And then following it up with the with the line about if she was married, that guy, he'd be president. Yeah. Edie Falco acts with that wine glass. (laughs) (laughs) Which is also a very famous Hillary. Like that's a story that like circulates a lot with the Clintons. And and I think that too contributes to like her, her being seen as the one that's running the show and pulling the strings and being this puppet master and whatnot. And to a certain extent, I mean, I just, she's really good at it. So let her, and you know, she's kept your shit together, Bill. So like, let her do her thing. But, <sighs> but, <laughs> but I think that that is part of her, that public persona that she, she really has trouble getting over because they just keep sort of feeding into that that narrative with some of these gaffes or some of these stories that they think are charming and trying to connect with people. And like, I think she was, you know, trying to say, no, I know that song too. I'm, you know, you know, I'm hip, but it's, it doesn't come off that way. And it's just, it's so sad when that, when that happens, I always think for, for Hillary, where I'm like, no, you don't get to be you. Like you don't get to, just be Hillary. Like you're, you're sort well, of always carrying around this baggage. And that's what the show is know. finally giving us. Yeah. It's giving us these people seeing their personalities weaponized against them. Yeah. Good. That's really well said. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean, seeing Monica Lewinsky just being romantic and being super into people. And then all of a sudden she's a stalker and she embellishes the truth. I mean, can you imagine if, 
somebody took your teenage self and plastered that version of you all over the media? Yeah. I mean, devastating, devastating. I don't know. I mean, and I, and, and even when they're, even the scene when they're like going through the boxes, you know, you kind of get this glimpse of Monica. That's like, Oh, that was a gift. It's like, he gave me that when he, you know, well, that was a, and I'm like, so you get, there's a, there's a lot more depth coming out in these, in these last two episodes and you get more of a view into the women and what they're feeling and what they're thinking and then what's really happening to them. And it is, it is sort of this um, like overpowering, almost like, you know, let out the pack of wolves on each one of them in each room, like the way that it is staged. It's always, there's a lot of like one woman and like eight guys and one woman, you know? And so you get this sense of like, Oh dear, you know, that was, and not, I not, I guess not so much with um, some of the Hillary scenes, but it's her and the president. So it's like, you know, so no, I and thought ultimately that there was, what, mm-hmm. even as powerful as Hillary is in that marriage, how much power does she actually wield? Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's like she might, but she's also not in the situation room deciding to try and bomb Osama bin Laden. So I'm like, and I did appreciate that they inserted that without making it seem too much like, wow, he has so he has way bigger things to be dealing with than the silly Ken Star report. It does not minimize what is coming out, but it also serves as a reminder that also this was not great timing for the country. Yeah. Yeah. It was there's also yeah, I do like that they're not, it's not just the only thing that he's dealing with. I agree. I think that it is a good reminder that presidents have a really hard job and maybe we should, you know, figure out what our, what our priority really might be, what, what might best serve the country as a priority at that given time. And, you know, so. Well, episodes Mm -hmm. seven and eight, shocking, lurid, or tawdry. Um, I'm going to go full tawdry for both. It's a lot okay, of blue yeah. and defi- <laughs> definitions of sexual relations. That's a good point. I was going to go with Lurid, but then I remembered that, yeah, he couldn't answer those questions. But tawdry, I think, is the thing. There's a lot of let's let's talk about sex, baby. Also, about the sheer... Anyway. No. <laughs> I'm not paying for those rights. The sheer... <laughs> gall and misogyny of saying that a woman on her knees sucking a dick is not Mm -hmm. sexual relations. Yep. Yep. Let's just take a moment to sit with that. Yeah. So that in general. Yeah. The whole deposition scene, I was just like, you are making me cringe and I can't believe you're sitting there saying this. And, and he did. I mean, it's, it's all, obviously it's all, it's public knowledge. Like we, we know. So he did do that and he did run circles around them. And he is a very, very smart person, not arguing that, but I, you know, to do that, to sit in that room and say, no, you're like, and that they all agreed that that was his best line of defense. Yeah. Like the lawyers behind him were like chuckling. Like his lawyers were just like, Like, (laughs) when you have to resort to grammar, you're not in a win situation. 
You're not, I mean, technically, but it's not a cute look. It's not a cute look. Yeah. It doesn't, well, it doesn't age thought, well. Yeah. I never thought I would say this, but I'm kind of looking forward to the last two episodes other know, for we'll reasons see. other than, than we'll be done. <laughs> yes. I think these last two episodes have really um, upped our, upped our, our rating overall. I just, we'll I see. wish Hopefully the first half match. of the season was not so lopsided because this yeah. is giving me a real glimpse into who these women were that I don't think that we got, we got very cardboard two-dimensional versions of these women in the first five episodes. And now we're finally seeing real people. And I wish that we had that from the get, from the get-go. If I say I from the get or the get-go one more time in this episode, I'm going okay, to we're done. punch <laughs> myself in the face. <laughs> and <right>. the end. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.